friend of mine, uh, who I go to church with and does our women's Bible study, she told me one time that no one would sit by her at Bible study. She goes, have you ever noticed no one sits by me at Bible, Bible study? But of course, she was the leader, so I think a lot of us sat, you know, around the perimeter so we could look at her when she was speaking, but... Uh, I noticed that she was right. No one's sitting by her. So one time I decided I would sit by her at Bible study. Before Bible study was over, she asked me if I would sign up to teach a chapter. <laughs> and, so, and, and I was excited to do that because I actually like, I like uh, teaching. You know, I don't necessarily know about this, but I like teaching. And uh, so I was excited and I loved the word. So I went ahead and I signed up and I enjoyed it. I, I went way too long, and I cried, and so I'm not going to cry today, and I won't go to lunch. And then, then we had a lunch for her birthday at Farina's, this, this beautiful lady that I love, and I thought, no, I'm going to sit right by her. You know, because, I, you know, I understood, and I wanted to be a real friend. And I sat there, and uh, she asked me if I would teach Ephesians the whole book. But I knocked out of the spot and I got in the car and I couldn't wait to tell Phoebe and Teresa, do you know what 
real honor, you know, that she asked me, but I, you know, I didn't have anything to say, and, and uh, you know, it wasn't something that I would feel more comfortable, comfortable with, so I was pretty sure that it wasn't for me to do it, I said, you know, God, it's not that I wouldn't do it, I just don't have anything to say, and God very sweetly just said to me, you don't have anything to say about me.
And, uh, you know, I couldn't use any letter, A, B, C, D, or F. B, I guess. Um, you know, any letter for this report card for what I'm going to do with it, but I, I picked that just because it really seemed to fit. But, uh, you know, when we keep secrets, the devil can keep us bound. He can keep us under. He can keep us trapped. When we open up and let his line in, we can see the truth. And we can find our way. We can find our way out. Uh, my F... Thank you, Teresa. Man, you're really it. Close that. <laughs> my, my F that I had uh, stood for things like this about my life. And maybe you felt like one of these before. Maybe you felt like lots of them because every one of those on that page was me. And there were so many Fs I could have used a bunch of posters. <laughs> there were a lot of words that I could have used to describe myself. And I, and I thought, you know, we're going to use A, B, C, or D because every one of those letters, I could fill a poster full of words on there. Um, you know, these are sad words. They're negative words. They're hopeless words. Uh, you know, but that was how I felt. You can put it on the, the easel. That was how I felt about myself. Um, I, I was, you know, thinking of some Fs, and I put one up here. I don't know if you saw it. paper. You know what fly paper is? It's got poisonous, sticky stuff all over it. And what sticks to it? Bad stuff. Boy, I, I had some fly paper going on in my life. Fruitless, fearful, foggy, false, fallen, feeble, flop, futureless. I was a fiasco. I was especially fragile, flawed, fleshly, and foul. So, God, when I got that saved, I was uh, about 10, you probably all go, wow, you lived a big life to your 10. <laughs> but, uh, now, I mean, I don't care how old we are, I guess I was probably all that thing too. <coughs> but anyway, uh, God took what I thought I was. He took my perceived F. You know, God's so good at this. We don't ever scare him with what we think of ourselves. Amen. Amen. So he took my F and he showed me what he saw in me. He showed me, he showed me what he could do with what I had or what I thought myself to be. Hey, you think you're an F? I said, why? You're, you're faithful. You're forgiven. You've got favor. You've got fellowship. I mean, he, he didn't try to... You know, oh, you're the, he just said, hey, is that what you think? Me too. Look, look what I see. Isn't that great? Yes. yes. Uh, special ones on this page for me are forgiven and faithful and father and friend. And uh, the reason I did these four with those other four is because I'm going to make some little connections here. I'll just give you four brief little stories. I'm going to throw some pages and give you some stories. <laughs> About some things that have happened. Uh, in my life. My father was buried on Thursday. I'm not going to talk about my father because you know, I'm trying not to cry. But that's not the And I'm a really ugly cry anyway. But uh, his death was the most beautiful thing. It wasn't sad. It was just a great a great testimony. And God even let me be the one that led him to the Lord at night. Okay, so let me start my story this way. Ephesians, so go streets again. He's that good coaching voice. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. That's a good description of how we are without Him. Once you were under God's curse, doomed forever for your sins. You went along. 
had some kind of negative in my life. I had, had to need to go around. And you know, when I got saved, well, God took what was wrong with me. He changed me. Praise God. He changed me. And, and the best part of chapter 2 in Ephesians is verse 4. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that. She's looking for it. It's not on here. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ephesians 2, 4 says, it says it this way, But God... Man, you know, I was all these terrible F's over here. You know, what, wow, it was so bad. It was a flop. <laughs> I was all these terrible F's. But God. But God saw me different. But God was able to change me. But God could see who I could be. But God, was, God wasn't afraid of any of that. God took me just as I was. And he made me so much different. So I love that. But God's so rich. Is he in mercy? Um, God loves us where we are, but he wants to take us where we should be. He wants to take us to all he has for us. He took my F and he saw different things. He's at work in me continually, improving me, changing me. God's so awesome. Isaiah 61 tells us that God takes what we have and He gives us so much more. He gives us beauty for ashes, joy instead of mourning, praise instead of despair, a double portion instead of shame. Boy, I had a lot of shame in my life that kept me down. Instead of disgrace, we will rejoice in our inheritance. And that's what God does. You know, you don't think you have anything, or you think you've done things wrong, well, He can take whatever you have and whatever you give Him, and He can make something great out of it. God calls us, at the end of this, in, a, in Isaiah 61, He calls us a planting for the display of His splendor. I mean, why don't we gladly submit to the one whose goal is our good? Amen. The one whose goal is to display His splendor in me. Amen. Uh, Ephesians 2, 7. So God can point to us, to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of
or one of these positive ones. Maybe 24 or 
or whatever, and he got me back to my right mind. He was faithful. He was a little first of a little girl. He saw her.
And we, we enjoyed our time there. And the cool thing was there was an older pastor who was retiring, and he was really on salvation, salvation, salvation. Didn't watch my time in Guinness, and I'm only in story two. Uh, salvation, <laughs> salvation, salvation. And uh, uh, Teresa wanted to go down and be saved. It was daylight savings time, and we always went to the second service because, you know, we slept in and stuff. And, uh, and, and so we got out and we're like, man, we missed, missed it. You know, that's too bad. Maybe next week. And we, but we noticed the parking lot was full. It was daylight savings time. <laughs> we had been at the first service. There was still one to go. We went in, sat on the front row. We were in the front row. The pastor was there. It was the biggest church. It was in Denton, city of Denton. The biggest uh, Baptist church there, and I mean, every week, for weeks, he'd been telling us about salvation. Just, I mean, he got right to the heart of the matter because he was retiring. And he didn't hold anything back. We sat in the front row, and he said, Hi, girl, and I, I just blurted right out. We're, we're here for the second service. We're in the first one. She wanted to be saved, and she was afraid to walk down and get down here, and we're going to do it this time. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> so after he, he did his sermon again, before he did it, he said, And here are some girls that stay here for this sermon twice just to be saved. <laughs> Anyway, we decided that there that I knew the Assembly God Church and I knew there was more than where than where we were at that that place. And I just we wanted to try something different. So I got her to try this kind of wild church down in town. And we in that wild church and do you know who I saw the minute I walked in? Michelle Southern. I saw her from the back. And I knew who she was. And you know, I always wanted to tell her how sorry I was and how I didn't mean it. And um so I sat through the whole service and I thought, you know, I don't know if she'd want me to talk to her or she'd hit me or, I yeah. <laughs> or what she would think, you know, and I don't want to ruin her church or make it where she doesn't want to be here anymore. I don't know what it might be because we were cool. We were mean. And when church was over, I stood right up in the aisle. I started walking towards her. I was behind her. She, when she stood out and turned and saw me, her face was a little, just a, a little shocked for a second. But it, but it changed. I mean, she was a classy, classy girl. 22 or something. Yeah, she's young. But but her her whole countenance changed and she smiled real graciously. And I went right up to her and told her. I told her, shared my story. And guess who's still there? Her boyfriend. Oh. Can't since ever. They got married. I've lost track of it. You know, and I got to have to apologize. Isn't it God good? Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. 
in there. And God just said to me, you know, well, she could, could not be there. She could leave. She could go away. And boy, it just, I mean, it stopped me in my track. Well, that's not what I meant. I just wanted to change and be like, I want her to be here. You know, and I wonder how many of us do that for a friend or a sibling or a husband or a, or a you know, sister or whoever. You know, we do that with them. Boy, it just made me stop, and I started thinking of all the things I would hate if she wasn't there. And what my life would be like if she wasn't my friend and she wasn't in it. And she still annoys me, and she still has opinions. <laughs> but but I, I don't complain and gripe and get all upset like I used to because that, that thought always, she doesn't have to be here. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. No, forget about it. I mean, I'd rather have her left-handed and, and us run into each other every time we do something than to have her not be my friend. And not be in my life. And, and why did God speak to me that way? Because He wants me to change. He wants me to be better. He wants me to, to come up higher. Amen. And so if there's any area in my life that He can take one of those negative things I had and change it to something good, He's looking for every opportunity. And so I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And you know, I use that lesson in other areas of my life where I feel that way. Oh man, this house, you cannot have it. I mean, it's okay, though. It's good. <laughs> anyway, God, God is so good. When I'm flawed, He's my Father. You know, God, I was in Bible study. Love our Bible study one time. And, Just um, one time? <laughs> I was there once. And uh, Debbie said, well, there's, you know, there's this lady that needs a place to live. Her name is Phoebe. She said, no, She's a place to live. I am a Phoebe. It's like God spoke to her and said, said, you know, she needs to live with you. And I'm, you know, I'm having the whole conversation. And in the, in the Bible study, none of the women know it can saw my head. And I'm like, well, I don't have anywhere for her to live in my house. You know, what does that have to do with me? Where you got that extra room? That's not an extra room. That's a, like a workout room. <laughs> But that, that 
She had gone, gone through a tough time and she was feeling a little bit lonesome. And I had a cat, Mary. She comes and sleeps in my bed. Teresa had a cat, Elizabeth. She comes and sleeps in her room. So one, you know, Phoebe came in and she kind of played with our cat. And, uh, and I felt bad for her. I said, do you want to take Mary? She said, yeah, okay. I'll say, take Mary. She takes Mary to the room, but Mary leaves and goes back to my room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she tried it a few nights, and I, I was starting to feel a little bit bad. And she said, well, I'll try Elizabeth. So Elizabeth is a one-cat girl. She <laughs> loves Teresa. So she took Elizabeth in the room, and Elizabeth turns around and faces the wall. <laughs> Just all kinds of thoughts go through your head. And 
Anyway, when it came my turn, I said, you know, what do you want? What's wrong with my courage? Because I was too afraid to have this courage. And one of the people in our group, she said, where is she? There she is, Kathy Quest. <laughs> Kathy Quest said, courage? Just right in front of her. Yeah, she didn't talk to anybody else about their <laughs> Just like you are, and he can change you. Amen. 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 Amen.